0: Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts.
1: He slices, he dices, and waits so much more. Oh, wait, that's the Ginsu Knife commercial. Well, anyway, (laughs) good afternoon to you. Welcome to the Friday edition of Lifeline for the 24th of January. Trust you've had a great week so far and looking forward to a great weekend. couple of quick reminders if I might here at the top of the program. Don't forget that tomorrow, Saturday the 20, sorry, the 15th 16th annual, I'll get my numbers right the 16th annual Walk for Life West Coast in San Francisco. All the festivities and the special event gets underway at 11, 1045, 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. Civic Center Plaza. Complete details on the web at walkforlifewc.com. That's walkforlifewc.com. This, of course, the 16th annual Walk for Life event here in California. One of the largest of the nation. Aside from, of course, the big March for Life in Washington, D.C. earlier today, always exciting to see when we can be trendsetters here on the left coast for a healthy reason for a change. So check it out. Hope you're going to be there. Hope we'll see you tomorrow. And details again on the web at walkforlifewc.com. Well, as we lead off the Friday edition today, a little bit of a change of pace. You know, it's going to be, uh, for the next couple of hours, a Second Timothy 2 experience. At least that's our intent. The notion of studying to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And boy... If the events going on in Washington, D.C. and elsewhere around the world these days are indicative of the need of truth-telling, this is certainly the time, the place, and the opportunity. And if you were with us for the program yesterday, you know that we talked a bit about... a very special friend for many, many years, um Pastor Phil Howard, who of course has been for some forty eight years the senior pastor at Valley Bible Church up in Hercules and host of the truth for today broadcast heard Monday through Friday at five thirty a m right here on k f a x for you early risers and Sunday mornings at eight thirty a m and we thought in the spirit of helping you dive deeper into the word and rightly divide that in a Second Timothy kind of experience, why not invite somebody like Pastor Howard, to join us once a month on the program, open the Word, open the phone lines, and address your Bible questions. And we're going to do the very very same thing launching off today, and this will be an event every fourth Friday of the month right here on Lifeline. Now, uh, before I hand things over, the microphone over to my colleague, Andy Froyland, let me say right out front that the... Um, the suggestion the malicious suggestion that this is my weak attempt at finding another day off i just have to say you say to you andy that i resemble that remark
2: <laughs> oh, I, you know, and you're a dull Ginsu knife at that. I'm telling, I'm you. telling and, you. And, 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 somebody, and, and
1: said, somebody said, "Somebody well, you've got, got Andy, Andy coming. I mean, sorry, coming, you've got, said, you've um, got our, um, our, our good friend, um, good friend um, Pastor Gestand on, on Mondays, Mondays, and then, days, then and coming and you're back coming back. And then <laughs> I have, have Pastor Howard on Fridays. Howard on Fridays. So when exactly, Craig, do you
2: work? Well, but see, that's the thing. You find a job you love, you never work a day in your life. So... I mean, it's been a long time since you've worked anyway, right? Well, this is very this true. This
1: in, 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 in that regard, I, you I know, don't tell the boss I said this, this steps but gee, I get to do, all, do all this, this. And, and they give pay me a paycheck. What fun. Hey, toward hey, that toward end, that I, don't end to I don't want to waste a lot of radio, lot of radio, time, radio time here, because I know you and Pastor Howard have got a lot to talk about, and so I guess it's time to kind of get down to cases, open the word, open the phone lines, and we're looking forward to an exciting time here this afternoon, and each and every fourth Friday of the month right here on Lifeline. So without any further ado, uh, we'll turn the microphone
2: over to you you thank you very much Craig and indeed it is a delight to be able to spend time with Pastor Phil you know i get to introduce your program every morning and every once in a blue moon we actually spend some time in studio and create one of those in studio programs but we get 2 hours tonight of the all of this and i'm i'm jazzed about this you're terrified i can see it in your face <laughs> But it's, it's 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 a joy to be able to come to uh, our listeners on KFAX and provide them with a, a moment of the ability to ask their questions. Uh, you and I were talking just before we went on the air, Pastor Phil. Life hits us. And here in the Bay Area, it hits us at 100 miles an hour plus. Your spouse, your kids, your job, you name it, the checkbook. It's all coming at us at, at breakneck speed, and and I was actually thinking about this today sometimes i I don't know about you, but I have wondered if if our technological age and the speed at which we live this age has sometimes bypassed the simplicity of the gospel.
3: yeah oh, you know? no question i I just uh you're saying that I was just thinking about when David made the error. Uh, bringing the ark back to Jerusalem uh, by an ox cart, right. the Philistine method. And it just came to me that technology can never carry the burden of the gospel. Right. It must be on human hearts. And uh, technology is does incredible things. We can get a man to the moon with it, but we can't get him to heaven with it. Exactly.
2: And so it's it's kind of that ethos that we are through Craig's uh, and Kfax's gracious offer uh, allowed to come to the the Lifelong audience here on Kfax it's with that ethos that we're we want to be able to answer questions as it relates to our lives our daily lives how do we deal with our spouse how do we deal with a wayward child a job that we don't like, the life that we live, the, the neighbors, the way politics is invading our lives, all of these questions. Now, to be sure, the Bible has answers for those, but we can't just go to the Bible willy-nilly and say, okay, what does he say today? You know, pick a verse, open open the book, uh, drop your finger and go, okay, right there, that's the verse. And it doesn't work that way. No. We need a foundation. And so what we want to do this evening is give you the opportunity to help lay that foundation for those who have questions, have concerns about their life, and are looking to Christ for the answer for all of that. And by the way, uh, those questions can be directed to us at 888-FOR-KFAX, that's 888-367-5329. So Pastor Phil... What is the foundation? Why is it that we can come to God's Word? What, what, uh, what worldview is it that allows us to come to God with our problems, our concerns, and our cares
3: for life? Well, I want us to begin all the way back to the seedbed of the Bible, the first three chapters of Genesis. I'm so glad the Bible doesn't start with Leviticus. Uh, I would think I was taking a butcher course. Uh, very bloody and difficult to understand, unless you were in that context. but I think beginning with Genesis, we can form in the first three chapters of Genesis the world view the prepositions by which we face life, uh, deal with ethics, deal with male femaleness, deal with marriage uh, i I do love what a uh devout Catholic doctor, a family doctor, uh, said to me one time, he said, I love Christianity because it's the only thing that explains the mess we're in. It it has an explanation that something tragic happened in the past that we're reeling from its effects. And uh, I think, let's begin with some presuppositions that a Christian worldview would have And I'm going to try to go through Genesis 1 through 3 as far as we can. I'm not going to read every verse, but I want to try to lift out for you key concepts. Let's begin right here. In the beginning, uh, let's see, Darwin created the heavens and the (laughs) earth. No, in the beginning, uh, accidents happened. Amoeba grew. No, no. Uh, See, we can't even read the Bible without being politically incorrect. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right there. Let's just stop there. Um, If you don't know where you came from, if you have doubts about uh, so many young people today, who was my father? What, What is my lineage? Let's write ancestry. Here God says, I am the creator of the world you live in and the heavens you will observe. So, as Philip Johnson has so ably defended a uh, uh, boat law teacher from Berkeley, from Cal Berkeley, that instead of just trying to give the typical debates about God, he simply said, let's just do this. Did anyone intelligent bring about this universe? Uh, Was intelligence on any level involved in the creation of heaven, earth, light, human beings? Or is it we go back to chance, accident, plus time, and we need billions of years for that hypothesis, and we get all of a sudden creation. We've got an eyeball. We've got a brain. We've got the incredible varieties uh, among creation. Or could we at least say this? Someone smarter, bigger, and stronger than what has been created must have created it. Did, uh, was there a brain behind the computer? Was there, You know what? Your computer is probably smarter than you because of the information it carries. But a human mind created the computer. So we start with this presupposition. I'm not searching for chance, accident. A divine being called God claims to have created heaven and earth, all that's in it. And that is a great, great place to start. So they say, God is manifested in nature. He's manifested even in our humanity. We have conscience. He's going to tell us later on we were made in his image. And we'll discuss that. But I think the first worldview we got to have is we got a creator God. Judaism believed it, most of history believed it, and only uh, in maybe our contemporary society is it in question. Exactly. Now, we're going to take a break,
2: uh, so put a bookmark there. We'll continue on. We've got, our, we've got part of our foundation laid for us uh, as to where we're going uh, with the show tonight and every fourth Friday here on Lifeline. If you have a question, we're going to try and get to it here in just a little bit, 888 R K F A X or 888-367-5329. Uh, we'd love to talk with you. And again, Pastor Phil is ready to, uh, to handle anything that comes our way. There's, uh, We've been given everything pertaining to life and godliness, haven't we? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're headed tonight. Stick around. Stay with us. Right now we're going to head off to the KFAX Traffic Center. We'll take a look at your traffic, pay a couple of bills, and come back as Lifeline continues with Pastor Phil Howard.
0: And now, back to back Lifeline. To Lifeline.
2: And we are back. It's uh, Andy Froiland, kind of your moderator for the night. Pastor Phil Howard is your host, and we are here on Lifeline uh, as, an, as an opportunity to spend time with you tonight, answering any questions you may have uh, about your relationship with Christ and, and how this world intersects with that life in Christ. Pastor Phil, just before we hit the break, uh, you were laying a foundation for where we're headed with all of this, understanding that God is indeed uh, the Creator of all things, and if He is, that pretty much then sets up the rest of this foundation that He is indeed a God we can
3: trust, isn't He? Absolutely, He He can be trusted, and uh, uh, we we have we haven't got very far in this discussion that the great interruption in things is going to be chapter three, when man decides uh, not to obey God. And then all confusion breaks out in uh, the environment, ecologically, relationally, psychologically, all the chaos that we live with as a norm broke out. And so uh, he is, there's two ideas, uh, runs all the way through the Bible. The sovereign, powerful will of God and human will, uh, divine plans and purposes and human participation in it. I love what Philippians says, work out your own salvation uh, in the fear of God and that he will energize you to be doing of his good will." Well, which is it? Is it my will, his will? It's both. He energizes me to conform and comply to his will. I think like in the matter of prayer, uh, we always think prayer changes God, but it's really designed to change us. And it's a privilege. Uh, My children are able to talk to me. My wife and I, we talk. The goal isn't always to change the other person. It's just to have fellowship, to be in partnership with. And uh, this matter of we get some prayers answered and others don't get answered. We trust that an all-wise God knows what to say yes to and what not to give us. Because he's got a divine plan and purpose that he's ultimately going to achieve. And he's not a heavenly Santa Claus that gives the kids everything they ask for. He shapes our desires, directs us, but we get to be a partner with him in prayer. Now,
2: in fact, I tell you what, let's, uh, I I believe we have, uh, Jessica on the line and, uh, let's see if we can't bring her up and, uh, you've got a question towards that end, don't you, Jessica? I do. I do. Go ahead. You're on with Pastor Phil.
3: Welcome, Jessica. Thank you.
0: Thank you. So, so if, If. we're to we pray, pray. Uh, yeah. and we should be asking for God's will. And if everything's going to happen in his will either way, then why would we pray for it? And wouldn't we just more or less be praying to have peace?
3: with whatever his will is. That's a, You know what? I just read Mark 14 this morning for my devotions. Listen to this prayer. In great agony of soul, the Son of God says, Father, please remove this cup from me. It's full of pain, abandonment, heartache, sorrow, ripped flesh, wounds, thorns. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And I think there is a mystery side of our prayers that sometimes he has us drink the cup. And we don't. I, I've been at the side of uh, grieving people. I I was at the side of a grieving widow once and her, the uh, corners had just taken her husband out. And she was so grief-stricken. I didn't know how to comfort her. And Mark 14 came to me. Just be present. Pray for her. And only she can drink the cup. I couldn't drink the cup for her. And I think that in prayer and in life, there's some cups God's ordained. But remember, there is a resurrection morning. It's not the end of the story. But sometimes, but prayer, oh, Read Philippians 4, 6. He will give you peace beyond compare in the midst of the heartbreaks of life. And prayer will bring relief to your soul. We not doesn't always guarantee outcomes in our life, but it sure gives us the comfort and strength while we're in it. Jessica,
2: I, you sound really distraught this evening. Is there something going on that has some specifics to your question tonight?
0: Well, what it kind of leads to is it's someone close to us dies, that's not a believer. How are we expected to find peace in that?
2: That so so basically, you've got somebody close to you that has recently passed away, and you believe they're not a believer. How do we find peace in all of that, and where is the comfort of God in the midst of a loved one that is uh died apart from Christ? Is that what I'm hearing
0: um, um, yes, although it's someone that's sick and just trying to find peace with them not being not a believer and and
2: Right. I tell you what, Jessica, if you'll stay on the line, uh, sadly, we're constrained by commercial breaks and things like that. Uh, Well, not sadly. It gives others a chance to check their traffic, and we get to pay a few bills. But if you will stay on the line, Jessica, we'll take care of this on the other side of the break. I promise, all right? You stay right where you're at. Friends, you're listening to Lifeline. Here on KFAX, uh, if you would like to talk to us, uh, Pastor Phil is available this evening till 7 tonight, 888-FOR-KFAX, that's 888 We're going to take a quick time out, check traffic, and when we come back, we'll spend some time with Jessica and see if we can't work through this issue of how do we resolve the grief of a loved one who is outside of the grace of God in Christ. And, and what does God think about all of that? That's straight ahead. Here on Lifeline. Off to the KFAX Traffic Center now. Let's take a look at traffic, do not we?
0: And now, back to oh, Lifeline. Back to Lifeline.
2: We are back. It's Andy Freuland, your moderator. Your uh, your guest host tonight is Pastor Phil Howard from, uh, well, you, uh, you're Pastor Emeritus at Valley Bible Church. Yes, sir. Yes, you've, man. What a transition. What a transition. That's got to be amazing. Hey, we we at the break were talking uh, with a caller from Livermore, and I want to get her back on the air again just to confirm. You were telling us that uh, you're concerned about somebody close to you, if memory serves, and have they passed away or are they still alive but very sick? They're
0: still alive but very sick.
2: Right. Okay. So we've got somebody in your life who is not a believer, who is very sick, and oh, man, the anguish in your heart, we can tell. Uh, in fact, uh, during the break, Pastor Phil and I were talking about those close to us who have passed that were in the same circumstances. Um, I mean, it, it is just a heartbreak to consider that somebody you love would enter into eternity apart from the grace of God in Christ. It's just overwhelming. Uh, But Pastor Phil,
3: God does provide us with grace and hope, doesn't he? He does. Uh, We were discussing your question, uh, Jessica, on the break. And uh, I just thought of the thief on the cross. Uh, Within a six-hour window, the man stepped from death row into paradise. Because in those last moments, he was convicted killer, murderer, and had nothing that Uh, was a value, it seemed like. But he put his faith in Christ in those last moments. And I don't know if you've ever read anything about the life of George Mueller, but George Mueller spent most of his life praying for three men, two of whom were saved before he died. And another man that when Mueller was dying, he kept thinking about this friend And that man didn't come to Christ till after George Mueller died. But all three men that he'd been praying for all those years did come to Christ. And uh, Andy shared a a wonderful thought. This is what heaven will be so wonderful that when the memory of former things will pass away and all of our tears, even all of our questions will be answered. There'll be no doubts there. And he's going to comfort you in the midst of this sorrow, it shows you care, you love, and uh, God's comfort will be adequate for you. And we believe God's grace is still a- available for this loved one.
2: You there, Jessica? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Does that help at all? I. I mean, obviously, we're... Uh, we're still left with mysteries and faith and trust and trust in the hope that God provides through his son, Jesus Christ. Uh, but still, uh, uh, can, can we pray for you? Um, uh, is, is, is How close is this person to you?
3: Hi, brother. Okay. Our father, you watched your own son die. Uh, At the hands of cruel men. And to all of history, that Friday looked like the darkest day, the end of a joke, the end of a man called Jesus saying, I'm Messiah. But you're greater than Black Fridays. Mm -hmm. You're the God of hope, the God of emptying the tomb and bringing life out of death. We ask that you strengthen our dear precious sister that loves her brother. We pray, save this brother. Hmm. Uh, Let the scales fall off of his eyes and all of the uh, excuses or reasons he's had up to this time for not trusting in Christ. We pray, intervene, save him, comfort her, and let her never abandon the hope she has that with Christ she shall spend eternity in a resurrected body, worshiping the Lamb of God forever. Give our sisters strength. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jessica, we'll continue
2: to pray for you and uh, your brother. Uh, just know that uh, God is a God who delights in saving. As you seek him and his mercy for your brother's life, Just know that it's not something he's wringing his hands up in heaven going, Gee, should I? I don't know. Oh, we can have great confidence and hope in our God. He has provided everything that that hope would be poured out upon those that are his. Uh, Take comfort in that. And every tear you shed it goes into a bottle of remembrance that he, uh, he never loses sight of. You are dear to his heart. And he does hear you even though it may seem at times that he doesn't. And uh, we always want him to answer our prayers on our terms. But he does know best, and he does know better than us. And uh, he's always faithful to answer our prayers on his terms. And those are terms we can totally trust and rest in. So uh, thank you for your call, Jessica, and we will keep you in prayer. My goodness. Thank you. So that was a quick foundation that just kind of went right into what it is we hope to do here on Lifeline, brother.
3: Well, at least we know there's a creator that made this man, yes, uh, this brother that's dying, this dear sister that cares. And I think uh, uh, not only has God created uh, all that we know in the way of the universe, I think of another great worldview for the Christian is... uh, Genesis 127, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. He gives them a mandate, the earth is empty. He blessed them, said be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth, subdue it, Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And then he goes to tell them, I'm giving you all these trees. One tree I don't want you to eat from, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But let's just stop. Here's a presupposition God has created mankind in his image. Now, there's a lot of debate among theologians. Imago Dei, what is the image of God? Well, he's a spirit being, so it has to be more than a corporal body, uh, because God is spirit. But when God did come to the earth, he took a body of a human being. I understand this Imago Dei. He gave him intellect, will, and emotion, His interior being is unlike any other being, unlike, uh, let's say, the animal world that's instinctive. He's got intelligence. He can think the thoughts God wants him to think. He can have emotions like God. He's got a will. He is made with a will. He can make choices. And so here he says, uh, mankind happens to be image bearers. Genesis 9, he tells Noah, kill a man who kills a man because he's created in my image. Don't destroy the master's art. Don't dis. you know, that's in this racism issue. I I had a um, African-American woman say to me uh, something like, uh, thanks, you seem to affirm my worth. Uh, You made me feel like I was loved. And I said, listen, you're an image bearer. The artist picked the color of your skin, picked your language, your ethnicity. Who, you, When you know you've got this, it answers this question. If I ask a young college student, where did you come from? Oh, I mean, if it's a scientific answer, from chance, from apes, somewhere back there, from the whole evolutionary scheme, wherever you want to put that. Versus I came from a powerful, all-loving artist, designer, creator God. Uh, I might be living like hell, but that doesn't mean I didn't know I had a creator that gave me my existence. I know that's back there. And so that presupposition helps us to give a value to maleness, femaleness, and that we are image bearers. So we cannot, in our Christian worldview, we cannot uh, devalue any human being. Maybe they're born with infirmities, born with liabilities. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The creator God is involved in the existence of every human being. That is an astounding presupposition to look at the human race as out of control as we are.
2: It is a game changer, isn't it? Yes. It's a real game changer and one that uh, really helps us then when it comes to answering questions and dealing with real life issues. Uh, it's part of that foundation uh, that we can then go back to God's Word and find those answers that we're so desperate for. We need to take a quick time out. You're listening to Lifeline with Pastor Phil Howard. You have a question for Pastor Phil. We. May or may not have an answer, but we'll definitely look at God's Word and see what he has to say about it all. 888-FOR-KFAX. That's 888-367-5329. Off to the KFAX Traffic Center. Let's take a look at your traffic, shall we?
0: And now, back to Lifeline. Lifeline.
2: And we are back. It's Andy Froiland, your moderator, Pastor Phil Howard, your guest host tonight for Lifeline and Craig Roberts. And what we are doing is laying a foundation for where we hope to head uh, into the future as we get to guest host, as Pastor Phil gets to guest host this show, every fourth Friday of the month, which is always a delight. and. uh It's kind of a spiritual sorbet after all the political garbage you've got to go through during the week. It's nice to go back to God's Word and just kind of cleanse the spiritual palate, if you were. Now, Pastor Phil, you're laying a foundation for us uh, as to how we are able to go back to God's Word and find the answers we need for daily life, which, by the way, if you want to chime in tonight, you're welcome to do so, 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. of course Genesis the first three chapters alone have this marvelous foundation which I think transcends culture I mean this is pre-culture and so this is why we can rest on this as a foundation Uh, we don't have to get cultural on it we can we can go pre-culture with it but you've laid out the fact that God is indeed a creator of all matter he is also a creator of life from there if I understand my Bible right Uh, it goes into the fact that he's done this in six days,
3: literal days. Six literal days, and he measures days, and if you read read the corresponding passage of Exodus 20, he measures day by morning and evening, not by ages. Some people say we need uh, an old earth, millions, billions of years. I mean, we're going back that carbon 14 can't touch, and there sure was not any photographs we don't have right. empirical evidence. Right. Everything's a guess. Uh, and, and some people, you know, are so absurd, if I didn't see it, it doesn't exist. Right. Uh, you could deny the Holocaust. You could deny Abraham Lincoln lived because you don't buy any his thing historical. But I think it's important. God did what he did in six days. It's impossible if you're not God. And so this goes right into an evolutionary uh, model that says uh, things have to uh, get, mutate, they've got to get better, they've got to have time, we've never found the missing link, you've got to believe me that you came from fish all the way up, whatever the order is, I'm no scientist. Uh, but I know what they say, and they try to make this look absurd because you fired God from the process. Now, so a theistic evolutionist would say there is a God back there and that his process was years. Here he said in Genesis 1:20, 31, God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. We go into chapter 2 of Genesis. And God begins to describe the garden. He mentions in passing, uh, by the way, i made the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You could eat of all the trees in this garden, and probably thousands, but just don't eat of this one. Okay, so interesting. We have God that puts one prohibition on mankind. Only two people now, Adam and Eve. And you've got a will, You can make a choice, and he's going to show us at the beginning. Everybody is faced with choice, and everybody must live with consequences. And so this tension will be throughout the human and the biblical narrative. Choices, consequences. Maybe good consequences, bad consequences. It's our issue of heaven or hell. It's the issue of, do you want Jesus Christ or not? It's choices and consequences. Choices, because God made man to make a right choice. And so, we come to the narrative that uh, Adam and Eve, they know they've got this tree facing them. But it's an amazing thing. We find God coming to Adam's rescue that before Eve was created, He said, it's not good for man to be alone. That is an astounding thing for God to tell us that men don't do too well without a helper. And look at marriage. God, here Adam goes to sleep. And if you remember, before he went to sleep, all he did was name animals. Can you imagine? I often used to think if the last thing I named was hippopotamus, put to sleep. And then wake up. And God said, I got a gift for you. Could you imagine having a Mrs. Hippo in your life? Instead, he said, I see bone of my bone, flesh of my, I see the most gracious thing and most beautiful thing I've ever seen in creation. God said, I made you a helper. Listen to what Genesis says about the woman. And about marriage the lord god said it's not good for the man to be alone i will make him king james said a a helpmate uh, this translation and i said i made a helper suitable for him i used to think marriage could be one of two ways i have a helpmate or ever since i've been married i've been saying help i have a mate Uh, You know, it's either way. Uh, But what a marvelous compliment to God's gift. And the word for helper in the Hebrew here was used of soldiers. It was used of armies. It was not used of clinging vines. It was used of a strong, it was used of God's help. And so guess what, men? God's gift of a woman And especially if that woman's given in marriage, even without marriage, sisters, aunties, women, they are not to be viewed as weaklings. She was given as a help. It's not a gift from God to give me a headache. He created a helper. And we need to esteem women that way, that the creator's intent, you wouldn't have all this... uh, bias in the workplace, and demeaning women. Christianity does not demean a woman. Never. You know what? As you look in the Bible, the greatest elevation of women ever comes from a biblical Christian view. It elevates her as being what God made her. She's a divine warrior in strength, divinely strong to help us. What a gift God, and it was God's idea, uh, Adam, Adam's asleep. God performs the surgery, wakes up, and man, our first love poem. This is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be woman. And you gotta know what? Don't say woe, woe, man. No, it's woman out of the man, for she was taken out of man. And then marriage. Listen to this today. This is why a man leaves his father and mother, and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. You know, uh, if you're dealing in in our culture, and I meet many, many young people. uh, I I have a young man in my life now, uh, never met his father till in his 20s. doesn't know where his brothers and sisters came from, uh, uh, didn't know, uh, talked to him about marriage. And I thought he was being smart when he said to me, I don't know what you're talking about. What is marriage? And I thought growing up in this area, I had a smart aleck. <laughs> it wasn't a smart Ellie. He broke my heart when he got, th- I, I never knew a father. I never knew my mom to have a husband. So here we'll come back after the break and just look at the elements God said that creates a home Hmm. and creates a refuge for our children. Our culture, our children feel like they've lost the shelter and the government is trying to raise kids that the parents have abandoned. Hmm. Let's go back and see what God's designed for the home and for man and woman happened to be from the beginning.
2: All right, and we'll do just that. Along with your questions, Carol, Tom, hang in there. We'll try and get to your calls on the other side of the break. This is Lifeline with Pastor Phil Howard. We need to take a quick time out, check some traffic, pay some bills, and we'll come back. If you would like to join the conversation, you can do so at 888-FOR-KFAX. That's 888-367-5329. Off to the KFAX Traffic Center now. Let's take a look at that traffic of yours.